Welcome back, listeners. It's been quite a long hiatus since uh, the last podcast, uh, and I apologize for that. But I've been rehabbing my little injury, and it's been an all-consuming task. Nonetheless, we're back. Um, And not only do we have a full regular episode today, but we'll be dropping a bonus episode of a recording from eons ago at this point um, that you will see in your Spotify or whatever other platform you're listening to. But in any case, today's episode is with Jinky of RVA Zook Movement. We go through all sorts of things, um, again, mainly focusing on her journey into um, partner dancing, but also uh, what came before that and um, any hiatuses that might have come up. So without further ado, enjoy. Okay, let's try this again. Okay. Hi. Hi. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm fine now. <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> Quick shout out to my guest, Chinky, for providing the computer that's sort of necessary in order to record this episode, because <laughs> I completely forgot mine at home after bundling around looking for the equipment. Happy to help. <laughs> yes, of course. How's your day? Good. Oh, are we doing it now? Yes, we are doing it now, yes. We just jump right in. Oh, we just did. Okay. (laughs) Um, I've been doing good. I just got back. Well, it's been three days now, but um, I got back from New York Zook Festival this past weekend. Uh, It's been three days, but I feel like I still haven't quite caught up to life. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so work's been busy, but catching up on that and... uh, Pretty soon, I think next week, I'm going to start traveling again <laughs> to like back-to-back events. Back-to-back-to-back events. <laughs> so that's, yeah. from what it sounds like, you're getting uh, close to Thanksgiving and all those other holidays. Yes. Well, I think With, all of us are getting close to that. <laughs> well, yeah, it's just it sounds like those events will take you all the way to the Thanksgiving finish line. Even past that, I feel or like. Past that. Um, I can't even really think straight right now but i think let's see yeah i think the next the next i guess free time i would have is after elevation which is the first weekend of december so you are you're going to denver (laughs) i am yeah are you not this year no oh last year was so fun yeah Yeah. i've got to continue recovering first Mm. that's i mean that's fair (laughs) Okay, so what are some of the events that you are looking forward to in the next few weeks? Oh, gosh, that's such a long list. How much time do we have? <laughs> um, well, let's see. Uh, so we just finished New York Zook Festival. Um, this weekend is actually a, a quote-unquote break for me. Um, and after that, I'm going to be in Zook Conexao in Atlanta. And I'm going to stay there for a week, work from there, um, because I'm going to go to Sunset Zook Marathon in Tampa the weekend after. Um, And then after that, I believe, yeah, after that I go home, work from home for a week. Weekend after that is, I think, Halloween. 
And um, yeah, probably some Halloween parties are going to be planned for that. And after that, I'll be sort of um, working and helping because um, I'm currently helping Alison uh, Sanji with his um, Brazuki event in November. Uh, so that beginning of November, I'll probably, we're, we're probably going to be busy trying to prep for that event, which is going to be the weekend after. Weekend after that is Charlottesville Zook Weekender, which Perry is doing, and I'm very excited for that as well. After that, I think it's Thanksgiving and then Elevation, and then there we go. I guess that's my break. That sounds about right. Yeah. Yeah, all of that. And that's only for this year. Obviously, there are so many events already that I'm looking forward to next year. I feel like I'm already, quote-unquote, fully booked with my calendar, but you'd be surprised at how... (laughs) how I tend to make things work sometimes so we'll see (laughs) do you already have a lot of um passes bought for next year um not a lot but I mean I'm a I I have some of them already but also you know me I'm a planner so once I tell myself I'm going there I'm definitely going so it doesn't matter if I buy my pass now or in six months or you know the month before but I don't do that (laughs) pricey yeah and that gives me anxiety because i like planning things far ahead of time. yeah big big things you have to travel are probably good things to plan for so mm-hmm. totally get it yeah all right well you've mentioned this um already numerous times what do you dance oh yeah so um well 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 now currently my i'm most active in brazilian zook Um, but as you know, I, um, partner dance wise, I started with salsa and bachata and I think that's how we met. Um, and before that, I've pretty much just been doing solo dance. Um, growing up, I did mostly hip hop. And so, yeah, there you go. That's my whole history of dance for you. Yeah. Let's go back to that beginning. When, (laughs) when did you start dancing? Like, I guess hip hop was your first. You know, I, I. I know some people say this and you're like, oh, okay, you're right. But no, it's it's really true for me. I've been dancing for as long as I can remember. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember back when, <laughs> back when MTV was a thing <laughs> and they were actually still playing music, t- music videos. Yes, when the name actually matched the letters. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, I would, you know, the TV would just be on that channel like all day and you know, I there. <laughs> I would actually record some of the videos by like Janet Jackson and Britney Spears and NSYNC, and I would, I would replay them over and over so that I would learn the choreography. <laughs> um, and I did. So yeah. So that that was, gosh, as far back as I can remember. But also, I I know that my my family has like you know, videos of me from when I was a kid, when we had like family parties of me already dancing there. I have no memory of that, Mm -hmm. but obviously I see it. So, um, yes. So basically as far as I can remember, I've been, uh, I've been dancing my whole life. Um, in high school, I, but I wasn't, I don't consider myself to have been ever professionally trained. Uh Um, I just mostly did it on my own. Um, so yeah, I would I would do it at my house. Um, in high school, there was uh, um, we had sports fest 
every year. And every year, like maybe for two months before the actual event, we would practice like a cheer dance routine. And I would always join into that because that at the time was my only opportunity to, you know, do dancing in a more official way, I guess, than just my bedroom. Um, <laughs> so, and that was really fun. Um, and yeah, we would compete with like all the, um, the different, um, Oh, I, sorry, I don't know how to say this. I, I was born and raised in the Philippines, so I don't know if it's the same here, but like with the different years in high school. Yeah, it, I'm generally probably sounds the same. Okay, yes. So we would do that. And then um, in college, I think that was probably um, the, the most intense one that I've done. Um, I, w- I joined a hip-hop dance troupe, and I was... Um, I was there for my entire time in college. We would train like at least three times a week and it would go up to like six times a week um, when a competition would come up. And um, yeah, that was uh, that was pretty intense, but I, I liked it a lot. Um, and it was also like a really great way for me to to just make friends in general. It I think that that's always been like, that's always been what's worked for me. Um, cause I'm, <laughs> I, I say this a lot and people don't believe me when I say it, but I am very introverted and I can get socially awkward and I do not know how to maintain conversation sometimes. So you're going to have to help me with this whole hour, yeah. hour and a half or whatever. Well, um, that sounds awfully familiar to me. So <laughs> uh, we'll see. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I already forgot what I was talking about. Um, Oh, yeah. So dance. Dance has always pretty much been that like tool for me. Um, like th- that's how I people. <laughs> um, and that's always been the only thing that's worked. Um, so I, I love dance pretty much. It, it's, it, it is my life. <laughs> Here's an interesting quick question. What percent of your friends now do you think aren't dancers dude i literally was just talking about this with um my friend who is a non-dancer because like we um i have i have one two three i have three friends that i used to work with um and they're pretty much the only people in my life that are not in the dance community that I still constantly talk to and see when I say constantly it's like once every five months Mm -hmm. (laughs) and we try we really try because you know it's it's hard to coordinate coordinate schedules but I still you know try to make a point to see them of course but it is really hard and I was just telling them earlier because they just made plans to meet up in you know beginning of November and I was like you know, I, unfortunately I can't, but you guys have fun. My schedule is going to be complicated. So like, I didn't want them to change things for me when I don't even know what my schedule is going to be. Um, and so I was like, you guys are my only non-dance friends left. So don't disown me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so yeah, I think that's it. Like three people, everyone else in my life are dancers. (laughs) Um, it's crazy to think about, but I, you know, it, I'm happy. I think probably right now I'm the happiest I've ever been, actually. That's awesome. It yeah, is. That's great. Isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. You found your people, and being around the people that you're meant to be around is uh, very fulfilling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love it. 
it's so funny too because um after college I had this like plan or I guess sort of I don't know why this happened but like well I mean I guess I sort of know but um in in Michael so I'm Filipino for those who are listening that don't know um and I grew up I was born and raised in the Philippines and you know sometimes in in the Asian culture well this happens a lot where like you know after after you graduate the the next thing is you know you find someone to marry you buy a house buy a car have kids and you know just raise a family and that's like that that's what's next um and so after I graduated college, I actually stopped dancing completely. Um, and I think I didn't go back into dancing until 2017. Yeah, I graduated in, in um, 2009. Oh, my God. I don't even remember <laughs> anymore. I think that's right. Do that. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, um, it, yeah, I stopped dancing for what is that, eight years? Not, yeah. Um, so it's been a really long time. And in that, that was like basically my entire twenties. And I mean, I, I had a lot of people in my life, but they were all people that I met through my sister, my cousin, my, um, my partner at the time. And I couldn't really say that any of them were like, my friends it was more of like i i met them through uh, this person mm-hmm. um and so when you know when i hit my 30s uh and i was already here in richmond and um my relationship had ended it was a, a nine year long relationship um and i believe that was the first time that i was able to live my life the way that i wanted and I didn't realize how much I wasn't doing that for myself. Uh-huh. Um, and so, yeah, and that's how I really got into salsa and bachata. And then very shortly after, I think maybe just four months later or something like that, I discovered Zouk and then, and then it took over my life in a very good way. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Gosh, I forgot what your question was. What was your question? That's unimportant, honestly. <laughs> Half the fun is the pod, of the podcast is just where it takes you. Oh, my goodness. Gosh, I keep talking. But yeah, you'll... That's the whole point of it. We may have to write down what the question is so we know how to get back to it. It's okay. I think we we can move on to a tangential mm-hmm. topic to that. Yeah. So you, you hadn't been dancing in a long time. Um, but then instead of sort of going back to like your hip-hop and like performance style you went to partner dance and Mm -hmm. how did that get started so um so after my seven or eight year break I went back into dancing through um this place in Scott's Edition called um Turn Cardio Jam Studio and they have this dance fitness class where um I believe it's called Turn Table X now or Turn X or something like that but um, basically, it's um, a song has its own choreography, and it's very repetitive. So, like the f- the first verse and second verse are the same choreo. Chorus is always the same. Bridge is usually a combination of like the previous verses. So it's pretty easy to um, catch on to after doing it, you know, a couple times. And 
So yeah, each song has its own choreography and you dance 15 songs in an hour. It's a lot of cardio. I love oh, oh, it's great. No, I see your face, but no, it's great. I loved it. <laughs> this sounds as bad as uh, pro- November Project that I was uh, conned into trying out one time. You were conned. Okay. Yes. I was told very explicitly, it's not just jogging and running. That's not what it felt like. It felt like it was just jogging and running with, <laughs> with interruptions for other exercises. I'm not trashing November Project, by the way. It was just not my thing. I learned after three attempts. That's fair. Yeah. I, um, but no, I loved it a lot. I, I love choreography. So like I, I said, I do hip hop, but I, I do mostly choreography stuff. Like I can't freestyle, you know, like Warren does or, and his friends, but I wish I could, but it just was never my thing. I guess I never quite figured it out for myself, but anyway, um, yeah. So I started with solo dancing again for a little bit and then, um, one night, my friend Dina, who I also used to work with, um, said, hey, I'm going to go to a salsa night. Do you want to come? I said, oh, yeah, I've never done that before. So I was very curious and interested, and we went to Havana 59, which is um, now being organized by Yanni, uh, Yanni Justina, who we know, both you and I. And, um, and yeah, I, I remember... Um, just during the social, we took the class and I was completely lost, but, um, <laughs> yeah, I, again, I was a choreography person. Right. So I like when they taught like the turn and the basic, I, I thought that it. was it. I thought that was, <laughs> I didn't know what else to do. And, um, but I stayed and watched the social and I was just looking around and watching people dance. And I, I remember Yanni and I told her this very recently too, and I'm so happy that I told her. But I was watching her dance with someone and I was just so amazed. I'm like, oh my God, look at them. They're like, they're like talking, but they're not. And how does she know what's happening next? Like I was very, very amazed at what was going on. And so, yeah, that was, that was, um, my first day in, in partner dance. And after that night in Havana, I told myself, okay, I want to learn how to do this. I want, I want to, I want to figure this out. So I started looking around on like, you know, where else I could go, um, for socials. And then from there I went to, to Maya at the time Uh, it was Friday nights. Um, and that, that event was by Salsa with Boris. That's how I met them as well. Um, and yeah, and that was a lot of fun. So I think from that event is when I found out about his classes and I also met a lot of great people, um, a lot of people that we both know now. And Eloise and Gordon, we started in the very same day. We met at Maya, and then Aww. we took classes together. And it was, yeah, and they're, you know, um, Eloise and Gordon are very nice people. Um, and so, yeah, so I learned salsa through um, Boris and then eventually became part of his salsa team for a little bit. I think, I don't remember how long. Um, I stayed there because shortly after I had an, I had an injury on my shoulder. Uh So like, I think after we performed at the, I forgot what event. Oh, after we performed at, um, Kipasa. Yes. Um, that's, I believe that was the last time because of my injury. I was supposed to just go on break, but, Uh um, and then after I healed, I had, you know, I intended to come back. Uh, but I believe at that time I just got really really crazy busy with I pretty much dedicated my whole life into growing the community for Zook um because at that time I already um 
I already was introduced to Zook. And so I got addicted. Wow. <laughs> um, so yeah. And then I just kind of never, never went back. I got stuck in Zook and I still am. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so now having a brief history of your journey into becoming and then taking a hiatus and then being reborn as a dancer and now <laughs> being a fantastic Zook dancer. That's the What's, TLDR. <laughs> yes, TLDR. Um, what do you think is the most important thing for you as a dancer? And I know that's like a Whoa, wildly open question. That's deep. Um, I like that. Man, you're probably going to have to cut like five minutes of me thinking what the answer is. I'm just kidding. Gosh, the most important thing for me. Um, well, I think the most important thing for me is that I'm doing that. I, I make sure that I do this for myself. Um, and that I'm happy doing it because, you know, sometimes it gets tricky. Um, and with, with, with me particularly, I know I, I mentioned a, f- a few moments ago that I was trying to, I'm trying to grow the Brazilian zoo community here and that tends to be so much work. And, um, you know, that also tends to be, um, some, uh, a very selfless task. Did I say that right? I think so. Okay. Sorry. I, again, I, I was born and raised in the Philippines. So sometimes I forget how to say things. So if I'm saying the wrong word, then I mean the opposite. Let me know. <laughs> English is also an annoying language. Yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, it can be quite a, a very selfless task. And so sometimes you, you know, I forget, um, to think of myself and what's important for me. But, um, but yeah, I think the most important thing for me as a dancer is that I, I still try to do things for myself. Um, it, it's interesting because, um, I know that I, I forgot who I had this conversation with. I think it was Mimi when, um, I was, I was telling her um, about some of the things that I do for growing, uh, for like wanting to grow the community. And I remember telling her that I, you know, I enjoy, well, of course I enjoy it. I just said that that's the, one of the biggest things is that I make sure I'm doing it for myself and I'm having fun and I'm enjoying everything. So like I tell her how much I do enjoy the things that I'm doing um, when it comes to like organizing and growing the community. And so sometimes I feel like I'm being selfish because I'm mostly doing it for myself. And then she expressed that like, well, she expressed that, well, I feel like there actually is no um, selfless deed because like, you know, people will do things um, that also make them feel good. I mean, that's I think that that's what makes us also good people, right? I think. So I think that that was an interesting thing to say. And as I was saying that out loud, I just want to say that that quote also is from is from um, Joey Tribbiani from Friends, which is my favorite show. And I just realized that there is no selfless deed. <laughs> wow. This is getting very philosophical. You're knowing a lot of things about me. <laughs> that is my favorite TV show. I love that show so much. Anyway, going back to dance. <laughs> yes, going back to dance. So, remembering to do things for yourself and enjoying dance. Mm-hmm. What are some of the things that you enjoy 
while you're dancing? Oh my and I gosh. guess that's a very broad question again. But yeah. We paint with broad strokes here. Very long list. You're really trying to get me to keep talking. You, you, we just mentioned, you just said, you don't, yeah, yeah, I don't want to talk. The less I talk, the better this is, I think. <laughs> um, oh my goodness. Well, there's so many. Well, I mean, I guess if we're. At... Let's focus on, let's focus on partner dance. Partner dance. Okay. So I would have a one lane to cover the non-verbal communication parts of it, I think is very great. Um, it's very interesting because I, you know, it's like another way to get to know the person. And it's so silly because I feel like through with the things that I learned through dance or through partner dancing, um, with the non-verbal communication, I feel like a lot of these the things that I've learned through it are things that I probably should have already learned in life a long time ago, but it's not something that I often talked about with people in general. And so just like, you know, realizing or like discovering that partner dance world now and how you can communicate with someone without talking is, yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty, it's a pretty incredible discovery for me. Um, so yeah, like reading body language and especially like trying to be, um, what's the word? Sympathetic. I always confuse sympathetic with empathetic. I'm thinking it's sympathetic, right? You're going to have to ask somebody else. Okay. We'll <laughs> English is not our first language. <laughs> um, yeah. So like just, um, yeah, like sometimes you're able to like sympathize and understand what a person is feeling at any given moment when you're dancing with them. Um, when you're in a partner dance with them, I think. And I think that that is really great. Um, it, uh, and it's, and also like in, in partner dance, we, you know, we, it, it gets talked a lot like about consent. So, you know, especially nowadays, especially nowadays. Yeah. And so like, um, you know, like when, when you're dancing with someone, it is very important to just kind of get a feel for like where they are. And I think that, those things are very important and those things are also very beautiful to know and learn. Um, I think that that stuff, even outside of dance, um, that's something, that's something that we can, you know, those are things that we can learn and apply even outside of dance in our, in all of our, in everyone's lives. So, oh my God, that is a terrible sentence that I just, <laughs> I feel like that's weird. Um, it's too cheesy, but yeah, no, I think, Nonverbal communication is really great. And, you know, there's like the connections that you make too. Um, I feel like, um, so I mentioned that I'm pretty introverted. And I remember when I started um, partner dancing, that was like a really, really great tool for me to like um, interact with different people without uh -huh. having to talk. Um, sorry, what was that? No, I was just agreeing. Yes. Okay. And so, and for like so many months, I made all these new friends. I met all these new people um, and I danced with them like almost every night. And then after a few months, it's so weird because, you know, in those, in those first few months, I was enjoying not having to talk to anyone and just like having fun with them anyways, having a great time with them. But then, you know, eventually I started realize, I, I started feeling that urge of like wanting to get to know them as people. Um, so it was like a good gateway. Dance was a good gateway for me to actually 
um, take that next step into getting to know people. And yeah. so you, you build this whole, a much better connection with them. And, um, and you guys already know what you, what interests you both have that are, you know, that you both really like. Um, and that helps already so much with like, I don't know, a lot of things. Cause I, again, I'm not good with talking about different things. Mm. Like this whole podcast is going <laughs> to be about dance because I have nothing else <laughs> to talk about. It's a good thing it's a dance podcast. I know. Oh yeah, that's true. <laughs> We're just going to be dancing around the questions. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, connections, making new friends for sure. That's dance has been a really great gateway for me and I'm very thankful that I found it. Um, yeah. Those are probably my two favorite things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, my old instructor, Gustavo, mentioned one time that, like, dance is great for, like, introverts and, like, nerdy people and, like, awkward people because there's, like, a, especially partner dances, mm-hmm. there's a structure, there's a system, there's, there are, like, rules that you can somewhat easily, like, get a hold of or get a hang of mm-hmm. and a a non-verbal way of making connections with people. So it's kind of the perfect way for people who aren't great at doing small talk or anything to sort of have non-verbal small talk and kind of get their foot in the door with each other and then maybe become friends later. Mm -hmm. Because I know from like 2017 when I first moved to Richmond to like right before the pandemic started, I was, I had like danced with people for like three, up to three years, like known their faces and everything, maybe known their names, but not really been friends with them. Mm-hmm. And then it was like up to that point where I started to like actually become friends with a lot of people who I'd just been dancing with forever, but hadn't really spoken with more deeply. Yeah. And, and speaking of, you mentioned the word deep and I, it's funny, I just thought about this right as you said that. Um, one thing too, that I really, really loved about that I learned and discovered from myself being in the partner dance community is, um, it, it gave me a, a new definition of like friendships because I don't know why I thought this way before, but, um, you know, when I was younger, or, or uh, when I said younger, I'm like up until, you know, up until I discovered partner dance at 30. So, like, <laughs> um, but before I used to, um, maybe because I'm introverted too, and I don't really get to talk to that many, I didn't really talk to that many people in my early, you know, early days, early years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I always kind of had this idea that you know, your, your life consists of your family and your best friend. I mean, your family, your partner, and then your best friend. So it's like, there's always like one and like, you know what I mean? Um, and so, and because I don't know, I never, I never, I never thought that up until a few years ago when I started partner dancing, I never thought that you can actually have so many different friends at so many different levels. And it doesn't mean that just because you guys aren't super extra close that you're not real friends. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I love it. It's really cool. It's yeah. So it's like, yeah, you don't, you don't have to see each other every day. You don't have to talk to each other every day for the friendship to be real. 
And I love that. So like when I travel and I see all these people um, who I usually only see once every few months, it's, you know, we like always hug each other in a way that like we're pretty much together every day. It's pretty cool. Mm. I like that a lot. Yeah, it's mm. awesome. Mm-hmm. Right, getting sort of back to your like roots to dancing a little bit, but in a different way. Um, who have been some dancers that you like draw inspiration from or that you try to like emulate maybe or just like incorporate <laughs> some of what they do into what you do? Oh man. Um as a as a leader or as a follower or both, let me think. I feel like I want to cover all of it. <laughs> and then I'm gonna insert the what and why, because mm-hmm. otherwise it'll just be names and oh, people yeah. might not know the names. Oh, yeah. Well, I'll, I'll try my best to also um, mention who they are, what they do and all that. But, um, you know, it's funny because I this question was asked generally in Zook Nerds at the Facebook page, Zook Nerds. And I did answer this. It was a very long answer for me. Um, but with as a as just a dancer... I guess if that is your question, I'm going to answer it as just a dancer. Sure. Um, as a follower, I would say, I mean, this is a no-brainer for me. I, I always, I aspire and I would really love to be like Paloma. That's like what I would really, really like to be. Um, she is who I would like to be <laughs> as a dancer. Um, and so, yeah, so Paloma... Alves, I think is her last name. Um, she is a, one of the biggest, you know, one of the greatest Zook, um, female Zook instructors out there that I know of. Um, and she just has this, uh, she is just so graceful and there's something in the way that she dances that is not flashy in my opinion. I've, I've talked to other people about this and not everyone you know, 100% agrees with me. Like some of them are like, oh no, she's obviously an instructor. I'm like, no, you can't tell. Like I, like you can't tell in a good way. Like, how do I explain this? It's like you, when you, when I watch her dance, if, if I'm a new Zook dancer and I'm just watching her dance on the floor, social dance on the floor with someone, if she doesn't do any like single footed spins or crazy counterbalances or whatever with her partner, I, I would not have known that she was like a a pro instructor. I, I would, I was just, I was just watching her and I would just be like, Oh my God, she's a very, 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 very great and beautiful dancer. Um, and there's like a humbleness in the way that she dances, which I love because that's what I like. Um, yeah. And so I find that to be very beautiful. So as a follower, I definitely, um, Paloma is my idol. Um, but I can't say that I also don't love the other side of that. So Jessica Lambden, love her. Also another great, uh, female Zook instructor. She's based in New York city and, um, she's partners with Riel, who is my mentor in Zook. And, yeah, so she, I love her style as well, but complete. I feel like they're sort of opposite. Um, like Jessica is 
Um, Jessica really is super performancey, I think super flashy in a great way. And um, everyone loves it. We all love Jessica. So, you know, there's a side of me that goes back and forth between them, I think. And I, it's, it's funny, I've actually had um, several, more than one person um, mentioned to me without them knowing that Jessica is one of my biggest idols. Um, I've had more than one person tell me that I dance like her a little bit in the social floor. I don't, I, I don't, I don't see that myself because I can never compare myself to Jessica because she's great. But I have had people say that to me, but I'm like, yes. Um, so that's great. Um, as a follower, yes, I would say that. As a lead, um, because I lead a little bit as well, and leading doesn't come very naturally to me. So I feel like, you know, it 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 involves so much more energy for me trying to learn how to lead and get better as a lead. So having said that, I currently feel like I'm trying to be more like Guy, uh -huh. uh, Guy Prada, um, who is based in Washington, D.C. Um, he's a great, um, great, great, great instructor. And he, his main thing is um, adapting uh, to different styles of dancers, different levels of dancers, and like just learning how to calibrate. Um, yeah, learning how to calibrate. And so, and doing things very slowly and... Um, he's like a great person to like just teach you how to do things in Zook that's just playing along with the basics and the foundations. And so it doesn't even have to be super flashy. It doesn't have to be difficult. Well, it's difficult. Basics are difficult in my opinion, but like it's like, you know, it's difficult in a good and challenging way. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it doesn't have to be super high level advanced tricks or anything to make the dance great. Um, it just has to be comfortable for both the leader and the follower. And I, that's what I try to be as a lead. So I try to keep it simple. I try to calibrate if I can, but I also love playing with musicality. So sometimes when the energy is high up, I, that, I don't know who I, who I try to be. I just, I just try to be myself, the I guess. The music just takes you that's over. That's the music point, takes yeah. me over. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I, Guy's like definitely, I mean, like I learned Zook in Richmond to start out with, but I had sort of like a four or four, five-ish month hiatus when I was really busy with life where I wasn't doing too much learning for any dances. Mm -hmm. um, and then I just, on a whim, I think like a week or two before it happened, I just decided to go to his um, Embrace Weekender up in maryland dc that's right and i'm still dancing zook because that like sort of like kick-started back up the zook dancing for me mm -hmm. so i feel it yeah no i love that and um i'm so jealous that you got to experience the embrace zook weekender i wasn't there that weekend but i yeah i heard a lot of great great things um, yeah, no, Guy is definitely really, really good. He's like one of the best teachers that you can learn from. And we're so lucky that he's only two hours away. Yeah. For now. For now. <laughs> Sad face. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> so during our brief break to allow for the squealing that was going on here to finish <laughs> up, um, you brought up Jack and Jill's. Yes. And how you're one of the small cadre from, is that how you say the word? I don't care. Of Richmond people who... <laughs> do Jack and Jill's pretty regularly. 
Mm-hmm. So first of all, uh, describe Jack and Jill's for people who don't know. Yeah. And second, go on whatever you want about it. <laughs> <laughs> Just keep rambling about it. Um, <laughs> so uh, Jack and Jill, it's a it's a competition that we do in Zook. It was actually um, inspired from the West Coast swing community, I believe. And so the way that it works is... Um, uh, there's like leader, you signed up as either a leader and a follower or a leader or a follower. And then you get paired up randomly uh, with someone and then they play music and then you dance. And so there's like usually a preliminary round where you rotate uh, three partners. And then if you make it past that, there's going to be finals and then in finals, you get randomly paired with one person, and that's going to be your partner for, for the full round. Um, and then from there, they give you, you know, first, second, third place, um, and you win points based out of that. I believe depending, well, uh, yeah, depending on the size of the competition, sometimes fourth and fifth place also gets points. Um, so there's like a whole book about the rules on the website but um but yeah so it's basically that and then there's three division no there's more than that there's i think five divisions there's novice intermediate advanced i believe there's pro all-stars or champion some of those tend to be like mixed so i'm not quite familiar with the the top parts because i am far from that (laughs) um so yeah yeah, that's how it works. And it's really fun. I think, um, I, I mean, I, I, in my opinion, it's very fun. Um, I enjoy them a lot. I've been competing since I basically started Zook in, um, well, I discovered Zook in November or, or October of 2018. So I first competed in the Jack and Jill in April of 2019 at Zook Heat Festival. And, uh, yeah, so I've been doing it for that long, I guess. <laughs> How long is that? 19, 20, 21, 22. So two years, I guess, if we're not counting 2020. Yeah, we can take 2020 off. Yeah. For the time being. (laughs) Yeah. So do you, what's fun about Jack and Jill's for you? Um, Great question. Uh, So I personally, I I don't do it for the competition. I, I don't really like doing it for the competition. I do it mostly to, um, as if this wasn't, as if Zook or dancing period was not a good enough reason already to make friends. I see Jack and Jill as another tool uh, or another way to make more friends and meet new people. Um, Because, you know, traveling to big festivals and congresses can be very intimidating. It's a lot of people. And, you know, especially for people who are new, it's quite weird when you go to this big event and you don't know a lot of people it's like you know your first day at school um you don't know who to yeah you don't know who to talk to it's and and um yeah your first day at a new school uh when you just moved to a new city so everyone else knows each other but you don't know anyone there and you don't know who you can talk to yeah um because in congresses and festivals it's it's usually like a reunion Because, you know, people who are from all over the world, all over the country, they don't see each other all the time. So in congresses, that's the only time they see each other. So it's a lot of like catching up through dance. 
Um, so sometimes it can get difficult to just talk to anyone um, that you don't know or to even ask people to dance because you don't know them. You get shy. Um, I, I get shy a lot even until now. Like I feel like it's really hard for me to ask people to dance. Um, and so, yeah, so Jack and Jill is a great way for me to just kind of meet people in that way. Um, you know, when you get paired up with someone, it becomes like a memory that you two share. And then maybe later during that social, it's going to be, it's a good, it's a good reason for me to approach them being like, Hey, we got paired up earlier. And then I don't know, use that as a segue to, do you want to dance? <laughs> um, we've danced before. Let's dance again. Yeah. Um, so that's one way to do it. And then also as you know, like, as I continued to compete in the different festivals, people start to, um, you know, recognize you, recognize your face. And so sometimes they'll approach you after the competition. They'll be like, hey, good job. And then all of a sudden I have a new friend, another friend. I'm like, thanks. And then I remember their face. And then we'll continue to talk after that as if we've known each other for, you know, months. <laughs> so um, that's what I like the most about it. And that's why I continue to do it. Um, I recently actually just moved out of novice and, um, started competing in, competing in the, um, intermediate division Snaps. and <laughs> thank you. <Yeah. laughs> um, and I, I have to be honest, I, I once again feel like I'm at my first day in a new school in a new city. It's, um, it's quite challenging for me right now. I think I, uh, I've, I only have competed in the division three times. Um, and so, yeah, I think it'll take a few more times before I'm, I'm starting to get comfortable with it again and, um, and enjoying it to the fullest, like how I used to in novice. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's interesting, actually. I didn't, it, I didn't realize that the feeling would come back. Um, but here I am. <laughs> yeah, that is interesting because I would think you, I mean, even if you haven't done the, that division that you'd still know people. Yeah, I know. I, I, I guess I thought so. Well, I'm not saying that like I haven't met anyone new since then. I actually have. So like previously at New York Souk Festival, um, there were, that was actually a, a, a pretty big um, competition for intermediate um, uh, in my opinion. And um, there were a lot of dancers there that I've always kind of known about and I've seen them in other events, but I've never, um, I've either never danced with them before or never talked to them. And so after, after the competition, um, yeah, I like started saying like, we ended up you know, starting to say hi and like giving each other hugs when we see each other in the lobby and stuff. So it like, it started something for sure. Um, and I started talking to them after the competition about like how they felt and like what their thoughts are and, you know, just like chatting. And I've, again, I've never done that with them before. So that was nice. So yeah, I still am slowly making friends for sure. It's just uh, a journey. <laughs> it's going to take, some, I, I think it's going to take some time for me to feel quote unquote at home, like to the point where I, I know most of the people in the division for it to feel like it's 100% fun in games. Yeah. Yeah. If that makes sense. Makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm getting there. I know I am. <laughs> okay. 
we have to wrap this up soon so that you can get back to work and so that I can give your computer back to do that. <laughs> so just the, the fun and games section of the podcast that I like to end to end with. What have been your favorite places to dance, like locations or venues? Venues. Um, that's a very tough one. Uh, honestly, I can I answer through like events like what festivals instead sure okay um yeah because i i feel like it's more of yeah venues are quite tough i would say i don't know if i've ever thought oh let's go here because it's fun to dance at this location at this iconic location or anything like that it's more about like the the event and the organization of things and the people who are there um so i would say zook heat for sure um, energy of the parties are always great. Um, Canada Zook was also really, really good. Um, and I had a lot of great dances at Brazilian Zook Worlds, um, also in Phoenix. And, um, those were probably my top ones in the past year. Oh, Elevation as well from last year. Yeah. And that's why I, I really look forward to going again this year. Yeah. All right. Pet peeves. Pet peeves. Wow. With partner dancing? Yeah. Yeah. Why not? Oh, gosh. Um, okay. Let me see. I want to think because I want it to be good because there's, you know, there are some things. Um, okay. Yes. My biggest pet peeve. I have two, I would say. Um, you got your keys. <laughs> um, one I would say is um, not when while dancing, when the partner doesn't try to adapt or meet you in the middle. Because, um, you know, I, I think partner dance should be a teamwork type of thing. It's not about um, me dancing with a high level dancer and me having to go up to your level. Um, it's also not about me being this super, super low beginner and just thinking, well, you have to come down to me. Like we, you know, we have to work together and somehow meet each other in the middle. Um, so not having that in a dance is a pet peeve of mine because it, you know, it's, it gets difficult to enjoy the dance and to enjoy, uh, and to connect with, with your partner. Um, so whatever that may mean for the dancer, I think that's, that's definitely a pet peeve of mine. Um, whether it's just about like, you know, um, how you be in your close frame or how you like how advanced your moves of the moves that you're doing or um, the speed of the things that you're trying to lead or something. And yeah. Um, and the other thing, this is probably the biggest one for me. I actually really, really don't like it when um, I see people only dancing with people of their level. <laughs> that might be a little too controversial. Remember, um, we can edit podcasts. We can, um, but yeah, I mean, you know, I think I think it is good to also mention it too, anyway. But yeah, that's probably some because that's something that I notice um, that ha that does tend to happen, um, not just in Zook. I think it happens with a lot of different styles for sure. Mm -hmm. um, and, and do you mean? Do you mean? So for me, that would specifically mean like 
experienced dancers who only dance with experienced dancers. Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> yes. Thank you for uh, clarifying. If it was, if I wasn't clear, thank you for doing that for me. <laughs> yeah, I, I noticed that. Um, I noticed that pretty easily, and yeah, it's. Uh, I, I mean, you know, I I try also as much as I can to to dance with everyone. Sometimes it does get hard, especially when we're traveling, because again, we talked about it being like a reunion, and you try to catch up to everyone through dance and so you know there's only so much time in a weekend I feel like especially when you know a lot of people already in the community so it does get difficult but you know I think that trying um it, it I think the, the most that we could do is is try to dance with everyone and again like not I'm, I'm pretty sure well it shouldn't be at least that not all of the friends that we know are super high level dancers like obviously we we like friends we don't make friends based on their level of dancing right so like even just dancing with your friends who may not be super super great um you know just bonding with them in that way I think it's always nice to do and um yeah so that is a pet peeve of mine to the point where sometimes when um when I do observe uh, a, a dancer a really good dancer who does that and they ask me to dance, sometimes I just feel like saying no. Ouch. But, <laughs> um, you know, it's, yeah, I don't know. It, well, because, you know, again, I want to connect with the person that I'm dancing with, right? And if I just am not liking that vibe at the moment from this person, I just, I would rather say no. Um, so, Yeah. That's it. That might be a little too controversial, but it's okay. Yeah, we'll, we'll find <laughs> out later. Um, and I might come back to that mm-hmm. at some point later on too. But let's end on a different, more optimistic note. Okay. What's Please. one <laughs> event you would like to attend that you haven't been to yet? Ooh, um, that's a tough one. I will say, well, can I say my own event? <laughs> Why not? I have the RVA Zook Movement Anniversary Weekend coming in February that I've never been to, and I would love to go there in a few months. <laughs> um, well, uh, actually, no, the serious answer would be probably Zook the North, which is happening next year in September, I believe. Um, it's organized by um, Laura Riva and Darius Z, who are also the organizers of Canada Zoo Congress, which is one of the, you know, one of the best, if not the best, events out um, in North America. And so, the, for the first time, they're having they do they Canada Zoo they do it in Toronto, and then I think for the first time they're having Zoo the North um, in um, Vancouver, I believe. Mm -hmm. So I'm looking forward to going there for sure. Also because my sister lives in Vancouver, so I might be able to visit her. Um, and I, I, if, you know, if it's, if it's even close to how Canada Zook is, I'm sure Zook the North will be amazing. So I look forward to that. (laughs) Cool. Yeah. Well, thank you for letting me take up part of your evening and renting me some equipment. Thank you for having me. Yeah. I still don't know what this podcast will has been about. Like I, I don't I, I can't wait to to read what summary you're gonna put about this episode. I don't know. I'll create a story about it. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for joining me. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks for tuning in. 
If you have any questions or comments about our conversations or would like to appear in a future episode of the podcast, send an email to dancingquestions at gmail.com. Our theme song is Kiss and Tell, Breezy Bossa Nova by Keshko. The photograph used in our artwork was taken by Ardian Lumi, available on Unsplash. Logo and artwork were created by Lydia Francis. Please visit our website for links and further details. Also, follow us on Instagram, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts to keep up with our latest content.